Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Toward the end of the show, we do a segment called Superpowers for Success, and you won't want to miss that because that's where our guests give us their top tips and insights based on their own superpowers. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. Today's topic is forgiveness as a tool for self-care, and hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be inspired to forgive rather than retaliate, recognize the signs of burnout, and reassess your social circles to make sure you're surrounded by supportive people. Does that sound awesome or what? My guest today is Carolyn Tadamala, India-based entrepreneur and founder of Eclair Patisserie, a baker in Hyderabad. 90% of the profits of Eclair Patisserie go toward finding education for impoverished children and covering medical bills for children who are fighting cancer. Today, I'm going to talk to Carolyn about incorporating family into your business, surrounding yourself with supportive people, and cutting out those who bring you down, burnout, and how to use forgiveness as a tool for self-care. The free giveaway today is Carolyn's Love Thyself Worksheet. Listeners can download it at wellwomanlife.com slash 020 show. I love this giveaway because it's a really easy step-by-step process for loving yourself in difficult moments. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor today, Leafy Greens. They provide seasonal cleanses and nutrition consultations. And Leah is the owner. She does a really awesome 21-day cleanse that really changed things for me a couple of years ago. And I'd love to hear about your experience with it. If you go ahead and decide to do the cleanse, you can visit wellwomanlife.com slash leafygreens and you'll get a discount there. Now for my interview with Carolyn Tadamala. I'm so excited to be talking to Carolyn Tadamala this morning. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> and you're we're actually Skyping this interview. You're in India right now. Where are you in India? In Calcutta, India. Okay. And that's where you run your business? No, that is where we do our not-for-profit, where we do the education um, this is where we just we moved here a year ago um, because the the rate of poverty is higher here and the the number of people affected are greater here. And um, so, yes. So you wanted to be where you can help more people. Yes, we we want to figure out how we can do it. Um, there's a lot of trafficking, a lot of um, um, I don't know, modern day slavery that takes place here, and we wanted to see how we can get involved, see what we could do. And it's just easier for us to understand the culture 
um, if we were here opposed to if we were, you know, in Hyderabad and trying to do the not-for-profit here. Oh, okay. So I know you're uh, an entrepreneur and um, you own a bakery there in Hyderabad, right? Yes. Uh, um, tell me, it sounds like you're doing a lot of other stuff too, though, in, in the social sector, in your nonprofit work. What are you working on and how does it impact women's lives and well-being? Okay, so the like my my the biggest thing that I do or the the thing that takes up majority of my time um, this year is Eclair, which is a bakery, um, and Eclair uses ninety percent of its profits to support children who need education, food, clothing, shelter, um, therapy, so on and so forth. And so my concentration was has been Eclair and um, will continue to be Eclair this year. However, my heart, my, you know, my heart's desire has always been um, women, children, and especially um, little girls. And just because in India, we see that um, girls don't have the same opportunity as, you know, boys do and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, And I claim that um, to, I claim this to be my, um, my niche for success the reason why i'm not burnt out and not jumping off walls and stuff like that is that once i have a thought i'm quick to share it with the people that i love the most and so like uh once you know once we decided that i once i decided i was going to do eclair it was me like i shared my idea with with you know obviously my husband i shared the idea with my kids i made them feel like they were um as important to giving birth to this idea as I was. And once they felt like they were a part of this, it was easier for them when things got difficult and I had to be out of the house or when, you know, we're celebrating something. So it's easier for people to be a part of the journey if they've been a part of it from the beginning. And mm-hmm. it's not just the biological kids. It's, it's the ones that I've adopted or those that I've fostered. Um, we just, like, I have been really blessed um to understand that i'm never going to have balance that there are going to be days that it's it's you know it's more days than not when i'm just constantly working um and but then the the reason why you know um my kids are as happy as they are is because they understand from the beginning that you know we are going we are doing this and and if you know if anything were to change we i'm really good at speaking um my mind out with my kids pretty much for everything. I try to keep them in the loop. And I feel like that has been been the greatest tool for success for me. Okay. And so you are, you are not striving for balance, but you are juggling a lot of different things. How do you take care of yourself? Your you? How do you take care of you? Okay, so it's funny you asked me that because today I like, um, well, maybe not today, but yesterday, the day before, I just felt so burnt out to the point like I felt like, I'm not even happy anymore. Like nothing makes me happy anymore. And that really scared me because I I haven't been at that point where nothing, like I'm just a happy-go-lucky girl. And a lot of things make me happy. Like I, you know, I was running on the treadmill yesterday and I'm watching the Ellen show and I'm like laughing and people, I mean, I know I'm, you know, the people at the gym must have been like, oh my gosh, what's she doing? (laughs) And in our culture, that is just a big no-no, you know, to to be out there, to smile, um, you know, to laugh and stuff. And, and, but yet 
considering that you know I was going through this I was still like today I was just really burnt out and I knew that I had come to a point where I'm just I'm like nothing excites me nothing makes me happy anymore um so how like how do I deal like I keep I try to keep things very simple um I try to move my body um which you know I was I was thinking this recently that I'm just I end up sitting a lot um and and that's no good for me because when my body moves it's almost like the oxygen moves through my body and I just feel better the days I move more and so if I if I feel like I'm like today as I said you know I feel a little down I'm I'm just sad and there's no reason for me to be sad but but you know uh, just going through the motions um so what I do is I try to keep my you know I try to move my body I also see that my diet makes a huge difference so um obviously because I've been traveling a lot I've been stressed a lot and because I you know I'm stressed a lot a lot of things are happening with Eclair a lot of things are happening with the not-for-profit I do a lot of public speaking and I do um social media too so because uh, you know with all four things it's, it's just a lot on my plate I, it's a it's a lot little more than I I um I can handle a little more than I want to handle right now. And so I just, you know, when you get tired and, you know, when you're traveling, you get stressed. When you get stressed, you're tired. And it it just, it's this, um, the circle, I feel. And for me to get out of it, I just need to stop everything. And so I, I, it's almost like I, I, you know, it's like playing hopscotch. You jump in and you jump out. And literally, I have to jump out and stop doing anything that benefits me in any way. So maybe like I'm just, you know, watching TV or watching, you know, Ellen or so, something like that. So I really literally mentally have to stop or there are times I'll, I'll go for a walk. Yeah. But even like f- physical activity, for me, that's like a part of it. So I run. And so like for me, you know, people are like, oh, go go for a run. But for me, because I, I run consistently or I try to get in some physical ex- exercise, it's like that's not a vacation for my mind anymore. And I don't en- and I don't enjoy shopping to the extent like like I know people who really like shopping like like my mom for example, she loves to stroll through stores and look at stuff and that relaxes her and that doesn't relax me, that just stresses me out. <laughs> me um, too. <laughs> it's, yeah, so it's, it's weird how like we're all wired in different ways, right? And it's weird because like what happens when when there's really nothing that that um that de-stresses you like like yeah like, I, I like going for a massage or and we you know we don't have much to do here in India it's very little that you can actually do so what do you do when you 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 don't have anything to do um and I think I think at that point I I try to get out of my um comfort zone and I try to do something that I I just normally wouldn't and that's like I normally don't watch tv so what do yeah. I do I, I just watch tv I normally I love the um, example d- of hopscotch like jumping in you know jumping in and jumping out I have a colleague who says she has to get off the train sometimes right and she literally goes away unplugs her phone and all her stuff and just gets off the train for a little bit and I think that's how she resets right right because you can't give anything if you don't have anything yeah and and for the most part like I know that I will like it's really weird. Like I, I have to tell you, I will run on empty and try to give on empty before I, I understand that I'm on empty. 
Like, it takes a lot for me to just be like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm really tired. And it, even, like, this week, I mean, I knew, I, you know, I was traveling to Hyderabad to work on the bakery. And I knew flying in, flying out of Calcutta and flying into Hyderabad, like, I am tired. My body's tired. My mind is tired. But yet I had to go because, you know, I had a couple of meetings. And, and I know I was tired, but still I was willing to give. Only when I was coming back and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't have anything, you know, until I got to the point of break, did I really understand that I had nothing to give, mm. which is sad, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's sad that we try to push ourselves over the edge. Yeah, that's really pushing yourself really and, hard. And he- yeah, and hence the, the my whole thing of I don't believe in balance. Mm. Because, so, yeah, you know, this, yeah. So, Carolyn, can you describe a time in your life when you did take you know did take care of yourself more than you are able to right now because of everything you're doing okay I have to tell you something I think I take care of myself more now than I ever did Ah. because I am living my life to the fullest like if I were to die tonight I would be good I mean I am not burnt like yes I'm tired but not burnt out to the like I you know I'm good like I'm healthy, I'm, you know, I'm learning. I, I, I mean, I might sound, you know, like, like I'm, I'm burnt out and just because of the day that I may be having. But I actually think that when I'm living my life, when I am doing what I thoroughly enjoy, which is the bakery, which, you know, public speaking, which is um, helping others. I just love helping others because I see potential in them that they might not even see in themselves. Like, I just believe that, you know, we can heal the world like and uh, you know if we were to each one of us live our life to the, the our capacity that you know um we would be happy we would make others happy and happiness is what makes the world go around okay so let me ask a different question then can you describe a time in your life when you didn't put yourself first and didn't take care of yourself and you weren't living your best life um can you can you talk about when that was happening and and how yes. you ma- how you made the shift? Okay, so I went through a time where I was really unhappy, and I was unhappy with the with the cars that were dealt out to me. I was unhappy with my circumstances. I was unhappy with the people that I surrounded myself with. I was unhappy with the job, and I was just unhappy and so much so to the point, you know, they say that people that are hurt hurt other people. I just made everyone miserable I made my family miserable I made my friends miserable interestingly I attracted miserable people Mm -hmm. and so it was it was like the the worst party of my life (laughs) what made me come out of it was I was so fed up not with myself but with other people and I was like I am doing something so wrong if you know, if these are the people, you know, my mom had this saying, she'd always be like, honey, I don't need to know you. If I know your friends, I know you. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But then it's true that, you know, once you watch, like I have kids now. And then once I watch who they hang out with, what, you know, what their friends do, it's really easy for me to figure out, you know, what my girls like and what, Mm -hmm. you know, what their character is, is like the difference between my mom and I, um, the way we bring up kids is I make it my priority to know my kids and not to know their friends. And, you know, that's just a just a shift in, in the way I do stuff. But yeah, and my mom did a great job trying to know me, too. But it was like her thing because I'd be like, Mom, they're not bad. You know, always trying to justify my friends. And she'd be like, honey, I know you just by looking at your friends. Like I 
you know, don't you don't need to hide anything from me. Anyways, <laughs> I, um, I you know I feel like it's the same thing with our adult life. Like we attract our own crowd. Like we attract our tribe. And so I was so fed up with people in my life who were miserable. They were unhappy. They were unsuccessful in the sense that yeah, they had wealth and riches, but you know, just just not um, living their life to their their potential and once I re- like I was fed up with these people I was like oh my gosh I need to get out and I felt like I was rescuing myself but what happened was I began to change myself and once I began to change myself once I became so desperate um, to get out and and honestly I, I have to tell you it was nothing more than I was so tired I was tired of the people that I was attracting. Like I was tired of the people that I was seeing in the gym. I was tired of the people that I would see at work. I was tired of the people that I was seeing, you know, that just ended up being my friends. So you Um, hit a limit. You kind of hit your limit and then thought, I have to do something different here. Right. And I thought I was rescuing myself. I honestly thought that I was like, you know, I was going to become someone else so that I didn't have to hang out with these people. But what happened was I changed so much. And, and what was weird is that even though I like I changed and it was weird because a, a few friends fell, fell away, but then many of them tried to stick to me. And I re- consciously had to make a, a, a decision to cut people out of my life. And mm-hmm. so a couple of years back, I went through this um, decluttering or cleansing and I literally had to cut people out of my life yeah. and that was that was really painful I have to say that was really painful I mean I still grieve the loss of some I mean it's like they physically died in my life and yeah. this this one or two that I still try to hold on to and I you know again I just have to go back to okay Carolyn who do I want to be why am I holding on to this person? Like, what are they serving you? What, you know, what is it? Why are you attracting them? And and I just, I work at it. But at the, for the most part, I was really unhappy when I had I had this crowd around. I was really unhappy um, and with my... How did, how did that, how did the change show up in the rest of your life? Like in your business or in your family life? How did it change? Okay, you know, it's, it's interesting because a couple of weeks ago, I was at, you know, there's this kid... Um, who was who's known me since his you know he was in fifth grade or sixth grade but he's known me like pretty much all through his um, time in the orphanage and he's grown up and he has decided to actually work with me so um, I was laughing and you know we're just joking about it and then he looks at me and he goes you know you've changed a lot and I was like what and he goes yeah you've changed a lot and I, and I was like what do you mean and he goes you know it's almost like you found your purpose and I was like but I've always had my purpose like my purpose was always to help you and he goes yeah but your purpose is weird because your purpose is channeled in a way that is so passionate and so aggressive and it's so it's so refreshing like and, like, and he mm. says you know he he says to me he's like like people don't even know what to talk to you about i mean you're very like like, you know what you want and, and you go after it. And so if someone's like, oh, okay, let's talk about lipstick, you're not going to be talking about lipstick because you're so like, let's save the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah. But what's, what's, now what's hard about that is a lot of people think that I've gotten really arrogant. It's not arrogance. It's just that I really know what I want. Yeah. And because I really know what I want, I'm focused with what I want. Now, that's hard too. I mean, let me not like entice you to to think that this is like amazing and romantic and stuff oh no there are times that i will i literally physically mentally spiritually die of loneliness because i don't know who to laugh with you know mm-hmm. i mean it's it's like i have lost more people than i i can count and and 
but yet I see that me being driven in, in my purpose has helped everyone know what I'm about and the people that don't want to stick around, they won't stick around. But but my hope is that there will be a few who will who have joined my journey and who will continue to join my journey just so that just so that I don't have to die alone. <laughs> well yeah, I mean you'll you'll you end up attracting other people into your life. So there is For a sure. there is a kind of a mourning period where you are getting sort of you know, you're sort of shedding a lot of the the people and the surroundings that, that you had and that, that can be hard and and then, you know, then you start attracting the other sort of people and things in your life and then that is very satisfying. Yeah, I agree with you. So do you feel successful as a person, as a mom, as a woman, as a business owner? Okay, I've always felt successful. The problem was a lot of people told me I wasn't successful. And again, you know, goes back like to... Like people like who? Just people uh, in your life? Yeah, and you know, I, I'm a little cautious because I don't want, you know, I, I, like let's say my mom listens to this and then she's like, oh my gosh, what did she say? <laughs> uh, but yes, it's, right. you know what's interesting? I will say this. It's the closest people that say this stuff without any intention of hurting you that mm-hmm. actually hurt you. Everyone else, it doesn't matter. So when I say people, I am generally meaning people close very, to you. Very, yeah. Yes, yeah. very close to you. Because if they're not close to you, they don't matter. I mean, they are not considered people. And so um, <laughs> that's not said in an arrogant way. It's just like, you know, yeah. you, you that that's who matters to you. And that's kind of who you base your thesis on. Um, but, so, but I've always felt successful. I've always felt confident. I've always, like, my opinion was always valid until I, I went through a phase where everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you're full of it. Or, you, you know, it was just like you, I was too confident. And I'm, I'm a confident woman, not just like, um, you know, we had um, CBS Knoxville in our bakery the other day. And one of the, the I think the producer was asking me this question. He's like, Carolyn, you're you're very confident, not just like as an Indian woman, but you're confident even to, according to American standards. And he goes, I bet you it's difficult. And I like for the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh, he gets it. He <laughs> gets it, you know. And I totally resonate with people who struggle with um, being misunderstood that they're confident because I was confident. I knew my purpose in life. I knew what I wanted to do. And it was like, there was no way. It was like I wasn't even going to get get a peep in wise, anyways. You know, I was like I I couldn't even raise my hand to vote. It was that bad. Mm. And I, you know, again the shift had to come. That I really had to separate myself. I had to come away with, um, with you know, you know, come away and really get to the basic of who I am. And I, you know, I I deal with this all the time. Okay, so it's not just like I deal with it once and it's gone forever. Um, you know, LeBron James said said something that, you know, when he lost, uh, you know, when he went through this phase and he was losing all the time, one thing that he did is he came back to the basic. And that really resonated with me because many times I lose in life. Many times I, you know, I struggle. I'm, I'm unable to do stuff. But what I always do is I come back to the basic, the basic of who am I? What do I want to do? What do I need to get rid of so that I can move on? I always try to forgive and and try to like, okay, now I want to take a, a, a pause for a second and tell you this. Forgiveness for me is really interesting because it's very easy for me to think that I don't need to forgive anyone. And so I actually make it a point to think of like 10 things that I need. I want to forgive myself and 
begin with myself. So I actually like I I recognize something that I want to forgive myself with, and then once that you know the that I forgive myself with whatever X, Y, and Z, then I I go to whoever's closest next to me. So it'd be like my husband or my kids. And then I, I begin this process of forgiveness. And so when I when I feel stuck or when I feel um, not confident or when I feel like, you know, the, the, the thoughts of others or other people's vibes or energy, whatever, it's mm. affecting me, I take a point to forgive. And I, that has actually been really amazing oh, for me. I would say that would be your your you know number one self-care tool then. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You, you know, I'll, I'll share a little story with you just the other day. I was telling you, right? I was on I was on the treadmill and running and watching Ellen and just cracking up to the point like I, I couldn't even run. Like, I was like, oh, this is so funny. And um, and but prior to that, like I was just feeling so crummy. I was feeling heavy. I was, you know, I was feeling like all of all of heaven and earth and all these problems in between was on my shoulders and I was like really tired and I felt like everybody was judging me and you know I'm walking in and everybody's like oh my gosh you put on a hundred pounds and this this of course is all in my mind right? yeah so you can imagine how busy my mind is at that point and I was looking at my clothes and I was like oh my gosh I look like I, you know so I'm going on this trail of negative thoughts to negative thoughts to negative thoughts and I was like what is going on and so I went back in the locker room and I so we have this huge mirror in the locker room and I sat in front of the mirror that's so weird like Indians don't do this I mean it's just really out of the, the world yeah. for, for anyone to, to be doing this really in India and so and I'm sitting in front of the mirror and I'm like okay I forgive you and I was going through like <laughs> list of people I needed to forgive and I was forgiving myself and the, the housekeeping walks in and she just looks at me like oh my god what is this <laughs> and, and she walks out again and, and then someone else walks in and it's, it's almost like didn't want to come anywhere near my soul because it was just like too cuckoo for them <laughs> and anyways they, they're like watching me and then they walk out again and but I was I, like at that point I had gotten into my zone because I was so full of unforgiveness and so much pain I'm laughing I love that you continued to do it even though people walked in on you well you know you have no choice right it's like either either deal with all the crap or get rid of the crap you you know Mm -hmm. and so I was like and I mean when I tell you I was in pain I was in pain like I knew that that my mind would have me like jump off a, a 25th you know, built floored building. If I kept kept at it, like I was really, you know, I was carrying the weight of everything negative, negative feedback, relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe maybe the I don't know. It was like the the it was just weird. It was like everything was getting to me. But you know what happened was that after I I did this for for however long, um, I just walked out and I got on the treadmill. And for the most part, like you know, everyone's so it's a, it's a very nice gym and all these like rich and um, wealthy just pure gold people come there and they're well behaved and stuff and for the most part like I listen to whatever I need to listen to and I run and I get out of there but what (laughs) happened was because I was like so like you know done with all the unforgiveness um, I decided you know I was going to have fun and, and there I was and I must have shocked everyone and then I got off the treadmill like like it's me again. You know, it's Carolyn. I, I am well behaved. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And I walked right out like, excuse me, you know, it's just so weird. That's awesome. I love that story of, of resetting. I, I 
think of that as resetting because you yeah. were you were completely empty, uh, you know, in terms of you were just exhausted and tired and overloaded, and then somehow you you were able to fill up again in order to right. in order to leave there and go on and do everything that you needed to do. Right. And I just want to ask you, um, Carolyn, you are a mom of three girls. You run a business. You run a nonprofit taking care of children and clothing them and feeding them. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of other things, too. When did you know that you are, you are really good at what you do? Oh, Wow. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if I still know that. I just know that. Um, I know that there are people that are hurting, and that I. If there is anything that I possibly can do, I'm willing to do it. So I don't know if I really know that I'm good at it. I'm just willing to do it. <laughs> right. That's an honest answer. I'm sure you have to be good at it at, at some point in order to keep keep doing it you know in order to have a successful business in order to do all the things that you're doing you know I I, sh- I want to share this with you when I started the bakery um, there was someone who had started in a frozen yogurt store and he says to me he goes Carolyn had I known that the food industry was going to be this this hard I would have never started it and he was not underestimating his statement the food industry in India is miserable it's miserable and they have it's it's weird because it's very competitive and they're they're extremely unkind and ungracious and and it's it's a tough business. How did I know I was going to be good at Eclair? How how did I know I was going to be good at business? I don't know, but I knew that I knew the why of Eclair. I knew what Eclair was going to do. And and my whole thing is not that you know we need to give give money away to charity. No, that's that's not my goal. I mean, these kids are our family to me, you know. Um, so I'm sure many, you know, many of our listeners, they'd have kids or they have someone that they love. And if they don't have anyone else that they love, they should be loving themselves. So, you know, it's, it's like I, I knew the wife for Eclair. And because the wife for Eclair was so strong, it had to work. Like mm-hmm. I would go to the end of the world to bring the best chefs and and shout out to any chefs who are there i mean you you guys i mean you make the world go around you make people so happy and i went out of my way to get the best sales teams and i went out of my way to learn and that has been exceptionally important for me because i you know i just didn't know and so i really got into this um on this journey where i just i learned i learned all the time and i i study more now than i've ever done all through high school college and everything added Mm. together i mean i like this is a full-time learning like i'm learning when i'm in the bathroom i'm learning when i'm traveling i'm you know i'm learning all the time and so okay don't you don't you get that like yeah yeah i just was laughing because you're like i'm learning in the bathroom like there's no break from learning i totally get that yeah and so so I, I don't know, I mean, you know, to answer your question, I just don't know. I, but I know that my why is huge. My why is huge. And it's, you know, I want to get to... A what is your why? Just if you would state it. I think you've talked about it, but what is your why? 
uh, for eclair my why is that so kids can get an education so that they don't have to be out on the street and you know get themselves into prostitution and a couple of our kids um because we didn't have funding for them they ended up becoming drug dealers and you know it's the culture here in india is much different than it is in america how do um, you deal with the fact that you can't help everyone that you have to target or only help a certain number of kids you know what it's interesting because i don't feel like 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 i don't feel like i can help everyone i feel like i could help everyone but the problem is they feel like they can't help themselves mm-hmm. and so it's almost like when they feel like they can't help themselves they weave themselves out of my life so it's it's very easy for me because i see that the people the kids who really feel like they can like it is possible for them to have a brighter future they they always find their way back to me hmm. so it's 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 interesting like like um i mean you know and that goes with the law of attraction too right we attract our own our own kind or we attract what what we're looking for or we attract what 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 we feel belongs to us but i see that that kids you know that that they that they come back they come back all the time because they know that either that they're important enough or that they you know that they can experience the difference that they want to experience but we see it all the time i have never felt to the point that i can't help people we we like Ernest my husband is awesome too like there was a kid who was diagnosed with um, leukemia and he they had no financial support and the guy, the father called him up they you know a poor family and he's he tells Ernest um can you come with me to the doctor my son has leukemia and i am so scared and so he you know the father the son and Ernest go together and the doctor tells um the father of the boy your son's not going to survive and the father blacked out <sighs> and he's on the floor and Ernest is like what you know like why did you tell him that i mean anybody would be mad right and the, the doctor says look the, look Ernest the chances are so slim it's not even possible and even if it was possible the funding that he needs to make it possible is ridiculous and, he, and he's telling Ernest even like he's telling Ernest you couldn't provide for it you know like it's really ridiculous and so Ernest says to him well we're going to find the funding and that boy is going to be healed and one day we're going to walk out of here healthy now i don't even know what had gone through ernest's mind but he had made a decision at that point and he knew that that was going to be made possible now it's been 3 years since this you know boy was diagnosed this boy is healthy he has started school again after like 3 years of being in and out of hospitals um doctors telling him that he wasn't even going to make it we have i mean received funding like people have gone out of their way to help him he, it's been possible wow. so i just think that you know if it was possible for him some guy you know some doctor telling him that he wasn't going to live and even if he was going to live it, you know he wouldn't even have the funding to get the medical treatment if it's possible for him it's possible for anyone yeah it's possible for anyone Carolyn, we're moving into uh, the final segment of the show called Superpowers for Success. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to ask you a few quick questions. Um, okay. <clears throat> what superpower did you, ha- did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Happiness. Oh. Happiness. I, I just love being happy. And what's interesting is my middle name is Joyce and my dad told me that he named me Joyce because I was such a happy baby and it's true I I just love being happy. So 
So do you name, you, you get your name after you're, you've been, I mean, how did that work that he named you after you were, you know, after he got to know you a little bit? No, he didn't. He named me right from the beginning. That's just the story he tells me. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah. And so my next question is, um, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Okay, so I was reading The Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also reading, I just, you know, The the Magic of Thinking Big. Mm-hmm. I just love that book. That book has been the one book that has changed my life. I was a girl stuck in a, a, a poverty thinking, just feeling sad and depressed for myself, um, miserable with the way, you know, the cards life had handed me. And lo and behold, The Magic of Thinking Big, it, like, lit my life. So, um, oh. He wrote another book, The Magic of Doing or something. I, I just, I mean, I we just saw it at the store and I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. And I bought it and put it in my bag. So I don't even know what the title is. But for anyone um, that is looking for a great book, The Magic of Thinking Big is it. Okay. And then uh, last question, what advice would you give your younger self? Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all going to work out. Don't worry. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) I wish, uh, you know, I wish we could um, know that when we were younger, right? (laughs) Right. So the things that we worry about is so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today, Carolyn. We'll put everything in the all the links and the things that you referred to in the show notes, and we really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I count this a privilege, so thank you so much. Thanks. That's it for our show today. I've been speaking with Carolyn Tadamala, India-based entrepreneur and founder of Eclair Patisserie, a bakery in Hyderabad. 90% of the profits of Eclair Patisserie go toward finding education for impoverished children and covering medical bills for children who are fighting cancer. I spoke with Carolyn about incorporating family into your business, surrounding yourself with supportive people, burnout, and how to use forgiveness as a tool for self-care. You can get Carolyn's Love Thyself Worksheet for free at wellwomanlife.com slash 020 show. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to apply to start one, email me at info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe to the show in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility of the show, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show for you every week and for women who are maybe looking for some a show like this and they haven't found it yet. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at facebook.com slash groups slash Well Woman Life community. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you are listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.